and welcome back to the Empower Light Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. I look forward to helping you grow in mind, body, and spirit by creating a safe space for sharing, goal setting, and growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you become the best version of yourself by tapping into what makes you uniquely you and to help you find your light. Every week, there will be a solo mini session that will feature meditation, goal planning, breathwork, or a mini workshop on a new topic. There will also be a longer session with a guest speaker from the fitness, health, and wellness space focused on sharing their inspiring story to finding out who they are in hopes to impact you. This is Empower Light. pleasure of turning the tables today and um, having this podcast all about the Amanda Odgers, the <laughs> light in everyone's life, the most amazing person in the entire world that I have ever met. Um, I'm so excited to finally ask her the questions and get her input, her love and everything. So with that being said, Amanda, can you introduce us for the whole audience? Of course. Hi, everyone. So you've heard me a million times and you're probably wondering where on earth I've been. Well, I'm here to finally talk about that. So that's why we have Jess here today with us. And as you guys know, um, I'm Amanda Odgers. I am a trainer, a life coach, a breathwork instructor, podcast host, retreat host, all the fun things. But now I can officially say I'm a 200-hour yoga instructor. Super Such excited. Huge. <laughs> so proud of you. So excited. I'm so happy to be back. And yeah, we're just going to kick things off. Jess is taking on the mic tonight. And yes. she's going to read me out. Oh my God, I'm so excited for this. Well, beyond all those amazing accomplishments, I mean, that's Amanda to a T. Uh, I think that is incredible to have all those accolades next to your name. But I think for everyone to just kind of know Amanda a little bit further, and you've taught me this, you've always pushed me to to think about this, I would love you to reintroduce yourself with the words that best describe you. Mm, Okay. I love it. So I feel like these words have kind of shifted a lot over the last couple of weeks, the last month and so forth, but... The biggest word I will say that describes me at this point in my life is unconditional love. I guess that's two words, but essentially unconditional love. um, For the longest time, I've felt that I'm called on this earth with with a purpose to help others feel and to love others for who they truly are unconditionally, not expecting anything in return. And I really found that in Bali. I really feel like I came back home to myself and I'm sure we'll get into that later but those two words unconditional and love I think they best describe me at this point in time oh my gosh I love that and maybe just to dig a little bit further into that like where do you do you see yourself giving that like let's put some examples behind that if you wouldn't mind yeah oh my goodness I love this so you obviously come to mind it's it's hard not to um because this one right here is such a light in my life, truly. She has been someone that 
came at a period in my life where I didn't think I was looking for a new friend. I didn't think I was looking for, you know, a new light in my life. I didn't know I even needed one. And then in comes this angel. But more recently, I was at a wedding this past weekend and it was about two hours away. And I had this idea about three weeks ago. I texted her boyfriend. She thinks I'm at a wedding in Ohio because truly, I mean, it was easy to, to say, <laughs> I guess. Um, so I texted her boyfriend and I said, hey, you know, I think I can make it work. I think I can show up at her 50 mile ultra. And so I did. It worked out. So that's an example, I guess, of like recent unconditional love I felt like I've given and you just come to mind because it's so easy to give unconditional love to people that yes there will be for sure because they're you which is why we're having this talk right now because oh gosh here we go um it's easy to give unconditional love out to people that give it constantly to other people it's like you want to make others feel valued for who they are and make them feel seen and loved for who they are. And I guess that's something in my life I've always desired to give to other people. You know, the greatest feeling in life is to feel like you are seen by someone else for who you truly are. Not only just seen, but appreciated and loved for that. And um, that's why I think I've always loved to give unconditionally. And I've always been that person. Surprises are just so much fun for me. I swear they're more fun for me half the time than they are for the other person. And just, you know, we always talk about helping others and giving back to others as obviously so important for others. But you always get something out of it yourself too. You get that beautiful sense of, I guess, impact. Impact that you you give to someone else. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the ability to, to be able to give unconditional love to others and I don't ever expect anything in return, which is like the cool part. It's the beauty of just knowing that they felt something from that and that I helped them feel seen and loved. And that's, I guess, my goal, my answer to that. Absolutely. If that's an example, I think that oh answered your question. Gosh. I don't know. Yes. And I will say just knowing Amanda, and we've t- talked on this before. I mean, we met maybe like in October and when you talk about unconditional love, um, it's so clear just in everything that you do, whether it's a coach, a yoga instructor now, a friend, a daughter, like this girl gives and gives. And, and I've never seen someone seriously give their full heart out in, in everything. And I have watched your impact touch millions of people, you know, not even being close to you. It's just, it's unbelievable to, to have someone so close in your corner that just wants to give so much to you. I, I've never seen it, but it makes me want to like give more. And I love that. Like she gives me so much, but makes me want to be better. Um, that's why I love having you around. <laughs> um, but unconditional love. I, I love that, Amanda. That is so you to a T. With that being said, um, Gosh, I kind of go with the tears on my end. <laughs> Here we go. Everyone watch out. This is just a cry show. Mm-hmm. You've had, so since I've known Amanda since October, I mean, you've had so many amazing things in the span of six months go on. Um, there's almost like too many to even touch on, but I want to ask you, you know, this girl, marathon training, goes to Bali, 
creates a business on top of all of her other businesses going on. I mean, she has so much that I want to touch, but I want you to kind of pick the most important things that, you know, stuck out to you in these past couple months that you're one super proud of, um, you want to celebrate, but also areas that you've grown tremendously. And I think even the past six months watching you grow has been amazing. So I know there's so much deep into that question. So love to hear that. So to be honest, just because I love you so much and I trust you so much, I would love if you picked out a few of your favorite things that came to mind Mm -hmm. and I'll talk about them. Okay. I just trust you and I know, I just know you. Yes. I just would love to hear it from your perspective. Oh God, there's so many that I'm like, wow, (laughs) this girl. Um, I'll elaborate on all of them, but I would okay. just love to hear. So, because it, it helps. Yes. See, this is something, this is the reason I'm asking. So, it helps you as a person see what impact you're having. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. to not yeah. to not say, hey, this these are my accomplishments. This is what I personally feel like I've done, but mm-hmm. what have I really done? Yeah. You know, and all those, it's obviously we, at the end of the day, we want to impact, we want to grow, we want to do all these things in our life, but what have been the things that have driven others to believe in themselves to figure out who they are yeah to have success in their own lives mm-hmm. I'd love to hear okay some of those things oh I'll, I'll give a spin on it so for one I'm so proud that you listened to your calling from so long ago and you told me from like when you were younger younger version of Amanda was always called to this whole retreat concept and yeah just this devotion to, again, serve other people. Like, that's just you. Um, and I, I want to talk about that because yeah, I am so excited to be a part of that. I am blessed. And I think your vision there is is unbelievable. As I'm looking yeah. at <laughs> the word vision right across the room, this girl, I swear Turn to God. Turn the camera. Turn the camera. magic going on. I swear to God, that was so weird. What a coincidence. It's not a coincidence oh. when you're around Amanda. Let's say that. Um, but... We can, I just want to give like rattle off some things and you take it as yeah. you will. But so that number one, you know, starting your own business in that area and doing this, taking a leap of faith, that's yeah. scary as hell, but going with your dreams and doing something with that, yeah. I give you tremendous props. Like that is just, it inspires me. And on top of that, this girl trains for a marathon and marathon <laughs> training is not easy by any stretch of any imagination um but you I've watched your running journey and I'm so 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 excited for you and as much as it is physical it is so mental it's more mental I think than physical at some points um and I want to get into that Mm -hmm. well also again taking your dreams so far taking risks taking the time to travel across the world to go to Bali and get your yoga certification which is incredible (laughs) And then while also deciding in the next couple months to move somewhere else, and I am going to be so sad to not have you by my side, but I am so excited for you, and I I see so much growth in your future where you're going, and I'll let you share that. But um, those are the four things that popped out to me the most that I think watching you as a friend that you've inspired me tremendously. Oh, Okay. Where do we it's start? A lot. It's Where a do lot. we start? Pick one. What do you think? Oh God. Let's talk about let's talk about Bali because I feel like that's most recent and okay. most fresh. Yeah. Um gosh. Okay. 
tell us about the experience, your growth, your reason for going, you know, the the best moments, the worst moments, mm. all that stuff. You know, talk to us through that story of okay. entering Bali, entering who you were, yeah, and leaving who you became. Yeah, so I think um Thank you, by the way. I love you. Of course. Thank you for all the the beauty in this. My goodness. I freaking love having you here. <laughs> should you. Vote in the comments below. Should Jess no. be a podcast host with us every week? Yes. 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 <laughs> Answer is yes. And we continue. Um, okay. So I'll start here. I feel like a lot of people have been wondering where I've been on social media and I know that only because of the plethora and the amount of love and messages I got when I logged back into Instagram when I got home. And I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart before I even start. I thank you guys so much for checking in on me. It was funny. It was the, funny the amount of people that were like, are you okay? Yeah. Because I was posting every single day before I All left. All the time. All, All the time. The time. You know, they say consistency is so important, especially in this space. And I was posting aggressively. I definitely was. And I, I loved doing it. But when I got to Bali, I quickly realized how much stress that was causing me. Mm-hmm. It was no longer fun. It was no longer something that I was looking forward to. And if anything, it actually was taking away peace from me. So if there's one thing I learned from the second I got to Bali, it was that I have to make a decision right here, right now. Mm -hmm. Am I going to forgo this trip or am I going to forgo back home? For the next month and a half, it's one or the other. That's Mm -hmm. it. There's not really an option. So I immediately kind of realized this was one of those trips, you know, you think about all the masters that, you know, talk about going somewhere 30 days of silence, going to visit a monk, you know, for a week and and learning so much about themselves. And I realized in that moment, this was one of those time periods of my life for me. And I said, I, I said to myself, I said, Amanda, are you going to experience it or are you going to be distracted from it? Mm-hmm. And I knew in that moment was I had to go in. I had to go inward and I had to focus on myself. And so... Unfortunately, I I didn't know I was going to do that, but I realized pretty quickly I was there to be present. And I should have I should have probably done a little bit better of a job by letting people know. I think I had some probably resistance myself to it um, because I've been doing this for so long. I've been posting every day and, you know, updating you guys for so long that it felt like even though I wanted to do it, I might still not be fully present so I think for a couple days I I fought it and I still thought maybe I'll I'll you know make it work as I can posting and stuff but and just to butt in really yeah I think one thing that you've always told me which I I once you started explaining the whole situation you made it so clear to me it's just like being where your feet are I mean Mm -hmm. and you can take that in any situation but the minute you realize and say that to yourself you really see the distractions and the amount of consumption they take you away from where you are um and I think you know if you were to keep going on doing what you were doing it would have taken away from so much of how you've grown you know um 
So I just wanted to butt in and say that because Amanda always tells me that. And I love that. I love it. No, I seriously like that was a perfect time to butt in because that's the, that's exactly what it was. It was, I want to be where my feet are. And we said that right before I left. Mm -hmm. I don't, you remember that, right? That weekend before I left, we had a goal of being present that weekend because we were both running a half marathon. We both, can you, can we talk for, sorry, we're coming back to Bali, but we need to talk real quick about the psychoticness that we had the weekend before I left for Bali. So God. we hosted a shakeout run. Yes. Then Saturday we hosted an Empower Light event. Right. Which we did breathwork, meditation, and yoga at. So that was like a two-hour event. Then that night we went out to dinner. We yeah. did a dinner like right before our... And before the Empower Light, we had a run together. Yeah. Did we not? We did. We had a run. Oh my like goodness. Like seven miles. I forgot about that. And then we had the Empower We're Light crazy. session. Then we had dinner. And then mm-hmm. the next day... It was race day. Yeah, race day. <laughs> and that night, I oh. launched Made for More. Yes. That that night oh, was gosh. the pre-sale for Made for More. I came out of, and you guys all saw my post on Instagram where I was literally sobbing mm-hmm. for half marathon. I went through emotional, like, I'm going to call it trauma, but it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like a yeah. spiritual, it was a, a true spiritual journey where I feel like I released so many beautiful things. I meditated. I, I saw... So many things, and you guys saw my heart rate clearly re- reflected that. <laughs> um, oops, and uh, yeah. So, and that night was made for more. That right. night was yeah. the release of the retreat. Oh, so, God. and I left for Bali twenty four hours later. Yeah, twenty four hours. I didn't even pack till like hours before Bali. Absolute chaos. Crazy. It just goes like we we chunked it out though. Like we said yeah. to each other, okay, we're gonna be where our feet are, we're gonna be mm-hmm. present. Yeah. Friday is Friday. We're not worried. Friday about was Saturday. my last day at F forty five too. Yeah. It was like saying goodbye oh to F forty five too. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. So it was oh, being where our feet crazy. are, which is beautiful. But we yeah. kept saying that, right? So right. that actually is a huge reason why when I got to Bali, I sat down and said, I need presence. I need mm-hmm. to be here. I need to be where my feet are. I spent what really did it for me was I think I spent you know, the day in the life series that I was trying to do, I spent, I think, two or three hours per night for three days editing those posts. And what people don't realize is like the back end of content creation, it's actually really rough. The yeah. editing is rough. It's it so takes a long consuming. time. Yeah. yeah. Just to get the right like lineup of certain videos with other ones and captions and music and everything. It's It takes a while. And so... I realized in the moment, I was like, I don't want to miss what's in front of me. So yeah. I decided to be present. I kind of just went dark on everyone, and I'm sorry. Good I news apologize. is, I, I know. Good news is I still have a lot, a lot, a lot of content um, from, the, from Bali, and I can't wait to share it when I'm ready. But the point of what I'm trying to say is be present where your feet are mm-hmm. because what I learned more than anything when I was in Bali is that when you're present with the people around you and in front of you, you not only learn so much, but you, again, help others feel seen, known, and loved for who they truly are. Your phone is away. I want to go back to the days where we didn't have phones at dinner, mm. where we yeah. didn't have phones oh when we went out and talk. we were talking at parties. Yeah. We weren't trying to take Snapchats and Instagrams. And it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. We're on runs. We're going on runs. We're not yes. recording ourselves on right, runs. Right. No, we're yeah. actually enjoying them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I realized the presence of being there when I was there. It's everything. It was so beautiful. I got to meet so many beautiful people. I spent so much time with myself going inward. And all that time I used for editing normally, I got to journal. 
I got to spend time with myself. And there's a lot that I learned about myself, which... Oh, God, I can't wait um, to hear this. Yeah, I would love, I would love maybe, yeah, yeah. ask the so, question, what do you think? So I, I want to go back to that original question with, like, yeah. let's talk about Amanda going into the retreat, her intention, what that looked like, what you told yourself you yeah. wanted. I like that. And how you left, like, you came back, oh my God, this girl came back, she was stronger than I've ever <laughs> seen her, um, and you had this, like, aura to you. Yeah. Um, I, I want you to talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, this is where it's tough, because this is a part that, yeah, I, I, I think every time I get asked this question and I talk about, how was Bali, how was Bali, mm-hmm. it's like, it almost takes me a second, it's almost like... I go like somewhere dark and like oh far away and and that's because it was beautiful but it was also really dark so mm-hmm. here's where what I will say to start off is I set an intention and I had three bullet points on that intention the first was I want to be fully present that happened very quickly when I decided to go off social media and really not respond to a lot of people for a long time and I apologize again for that but we all need to do that at some points in our lives. And this was that point for me, which was beautiful. Second is uh, I wanted to get over my negative thought patterns. Uh, with my training, I was having a lot of, are you good enough? Why do you think you can do this? You know, things like that that just didn't make sense. And I was just thinking never really no reason other than my subconscious mind trying to keep me safe. And third, and this is the one that is hard for me, is I asked the universe, I said, show me that I can go through and overcome hard things. Mm -hmm. And what I've said to you and I've said to anyone else I've talked to about this is don't ask the universe for something you are not ready for. Because let me tell you, when you do, you will receive. And that's what I tell all my clients. I'm like, ask the universe for what you want. Like, manifest, put it out there. Well, I manifested some dark ass shit, guys. Like, (laughs) dark ass moments um yeah so yeah so basically the presence came that was very quick Mm -hmm. and I talked about that the negative thought patterns was actually really beautiful uh I learned that a lot through my yoga practice actually we with my yoga practice it was a practice called ashtanga and it was a practice that essentially you weren't really allowed to listen to any type of music it was the same uh, pattern of same sequence, so same yoga sequence every day, same uh, positions in the same row every single day. So it was very repetitive, very exhausting mentally, physically, uh, physically a lot. I mean, to do these same poses mm-hmm. twice a day for two hours a day. So two hours in the morning, two hours a night, four hours total every single day. I was actively doing these poses. It was tough. My whole body was broken down and I'm not the most flexible person. So I'm strong, right? Like I like yeah. to say I'm, I'm strong, which is great, right? But it's really tough for a strong person to have flexibility. And I've always had a problem with flexibility. So this was really, really hard for me. And I just remember going through what we call Mysore. It's essentially you do the practice on your own in the company of others. So where you're normally taught by a yoga teacher, yoga instructor. We were taught in the morning and in the afternoon, we did the practice on our own. So it was a mental challenge of remembering the sequence and also going through the positions on your own 
and having to battle through them, not cheat yourself at all, uh, and really, really mentally get through the pain on your own. So I realized through that and through my meditation very quickly how focused I was, how concentrated I was, and how much I was alone in my thoughts for an hour, two hours sometimes. And I love meditation. I love breath work, right? I love being in my thoughts. But with yoga, it was different. It was like I had to feel physically my weaknesses over and over again. You know, downward dog looks easy until you're doing it for five breaths. 80 million times you're jumping through, which is a form, you know, a position that we had to do, jumping through our legs, lifting ourselves up. And for those that are, you know, a little bit more weak on the arms and not have the shoulder flexibility, it's Mm -hmm. a little tough. So... It was, there was a lot of tough, you know, parts and I definitely got very strong from it. But through that mentally, I got so much stronger. And what was really cool was because of the mental strength I gained from yoga, I was able to go out and run my 18 miles. And when I started to hit a negative thought pattern, I felt my legs start carrying me. So my 18 mile run, on this 18 mile run, I realized all of a sudden, I was getting rid of all my negative thought patterns. I was running and my legs were carrying me. And I was no longer this person that was saying, you can't do this. It was, wow, you can do this. This is crazy. And for it to be 95 degrees, me running up 400 meters up, you know, down in elevation, up and down and up and down, it was beautiful. And I realized in that moment, my intention again, which my intention for this marathon is to have fun. Mm-hmm. I signed up to have fun. It's on my bucket list as something I've always wanted to complete. And I feel like I'm at the physical capability at this point in my life to complete it. Yes. So I just want to finish. I don't care if it happens in five hours. I, I know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I just want to cross the finish line. Right. Even if I walk across it, I don't care. I'll probably run still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no way I'm walking across. Anyway, too competitive for that. Yeah, you are. But yeah, so the long story short of my negative thought patterns was I was able to heal them really quickly because of yoga. And it was by going through dark times Mm -hmm. that I was able to come out stronger. And we always talk about, you know, finding strength in struggle. Yeah. And that was the biggest part of this. So first it was a challenge with yoga. But then we come to the part of the third intention, which was to do hard things and overcome them. To go through hard things and show myself I could get through them. Mm -hmm. And again... The universe showed me some pretty hard things. The first night I got there, I had an earthquake. And what you guys don't understand is like, my family will get this, but they'll probably be laughing. I'm the girl that like fears a tsunami in the middle of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Put a girl on the, yeah. on a deserted island where tsunamis are common and actually the most disastrous one in 2004 in the entire world, actually, most disastrous tsunami happened in Indonesia in 2004. Put a girl there and have an earthquake above a grade of five happen. Not going to be good. She's not, not going to. <laughs> not a good mix. Not at all. So I didn't sleep that night. That was the first of many earthquakes that I did not sleep. Mm-hmm. That I texted people, can you just pray I can fall asleep? Because I can't sleep because there was an earthquake. And where I'm staying is on the beach. So... Here comes a tsunami. Amanda's the first to go. Oh, God. And you know that 400-meter hill that I could run up? Yeah. Two miles away. So my ass wasn't getting there for tsunami game. 
<laughs> Unless all of a sudden I hit like a nice like five minute mile, hey, which could be nice. You know in that desperate case, desperate times call for desperate yeah, measures. We're going Amanda to t- was hitting that four <laughs> four fifteen pace. She was hitting that two hundred beats per minute again. <laughs> <laughs> Probably two fifty. Oh, so uh, that was the first of many. Mm-hmm. Then came. Oh, what was the second challenge? I feel like there was like so many. There's so many. Honestly, the second biggest one, which this is a hard one for me to talk about because it was so dark. I got food poisoning. I got this thing called Bali Belly. And I got it twice in one week, which was really, really tough. And, you know, I think I, I joke about it a lot, but I think it's almost like a defense mechanism in a yeah. way. Okay. And I recognize that about myself um, mm-hmm. because it was like the first time I got that. I woke up at 3 a.m. and I just remember like my my heart was palpitating like crazy and all of a sudden it just got <clears throat> it's like really really tight chest toughness um and I couldn't breathe and my arms were s- swollen like balloons I never felt that way before my fingers were numb I just had this like numb shooting pain going up and down my arms and this tightness in my chest I've never felt before um it was 3 a.m it was 3 p.m for you guys but I remember calling my mom and saying I think I'm having a heart attack like I can't I can't and I I was choking I I, like I couldn't like talk yeah and uh it's funny she thought I was joking you know I'm I am dramatic I will admit that (laughs) I'm a very dramatic person but you know, I, yeah, my, I've been seeing a cardiologist and they believe I had a heart attack, genuinely. And uh, then I started throwing up profusely, fever of like 102. And I just like didn't know where I was. And I just remember like calling my mom and I really like, again, she thought I was joking, but I, I said like, I don't think I'm like making it through yeah. this night. And, um, um there is something about a feeling of realizing you might not be here tomorrow that I don't want anyone to ever feel but when you feel that it's it's a dark place and uh you know I've had near life death experiences before I've hiked mountains I've done things that have been a little crazy but this moment specifically, I had never felt less in control of my body in my entire life. And it was terrifying. Because think about this. I'm in a foreign country. I don't know. I don't I'm I'm not only in a foreign country, I'm in an island, New Salambanga, which is off of Bali. There is not a hospital. There is a doctor that you call if you're going through something and he brings yeah. his team and I didn't have the doctor's number. No one I knew was awake and I couldn't leave my bed. I was so ill. Um, luckily I just turned my breath work and I started breathing nice and slow. And these are the days where I talk about breath work as something like, wow, it can literally save your life. And it saved mine genuinely that day. The only thing I could think to do was, to take deep inhales and slow exhales to calm my nervous system down because I knew if I could somehow get my heart 
back to being normally in some way and I, I could stay calm and not freak out about the situation I wouldn't hopefully either stay alive long enough for someone to find me and, and get me actual help or ideally get through it and um, luckily I, I just I just passed out and I woke up the next morning and that's mm-hmm. all I remember is like I woke yeah. up the next morning and uh I remember walking to yoga and just telling my teacher I, I need to sit in the corner I, I can't do this today and uh they would come over and just like make sure I was okay I had water there and I made me a cute little pillow area in the corner yeah. to watch at me because I just started crying and like I was just like I just don't want to be alone yeah. if some if I don't make it through this thing whatever the hell it is I just don't want to be alone in my room for no one to be able to help me yeah um get help if something goes wrong like it did last night um and I got through it thank god but then I got it again <laughs> And uh, this time I didn't have a heart attack, but it was the most, it was the worst illness I've ever had. The worst form of the flu you could possibly have. I mean, I'm not going to terrorize you all with the details, but um, I slept like on a dirt floor with a pillow in a bathroom in the middle of Bali, just praying that it would stop and crying and just praying and crying and praying and crying um and yeah I then had to get on a boat the next day go back to the main island and unfortunately I got on a plane 48 hours later so that was the end of my trip that last week I had to miss out on my last practice with the whole group which was so heartbreaking after all that hard work and all that time together I had to miss like the last time we would ever as a group do it together and like you know me here I am like getting sentimental about that part but like it was so sad to like go through this whole trip and then um not like I'm I'm not great with goodbyes I'm not great with change which is how I am like when someone and something means a lot to me it's hard for me to let go and like say goodbye immediately um I recognize all good things come to an end and like blah 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 like all the things um but yeah that was uh it was tough to watch everyone from that corner just having the best practice we've had yet and not be able to be a part of it um and also not to know if I was even gonna make it home um but yeah that was a hard week it was really a week and a half and it was really really tough and uh Ooh, probably the toughest week I've had in my life. Um, but I, I realized one thing. It was like, if I can go through that, I can go through anything. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so. I got to say, I mean, first off, <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here. Because <laughs> I don't know what I would do without you, genuinely. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone listening to this feels the same way. Um, but honestly, like, from your stories and you know you've told me so much about this just like you've come out just this the strongest version of you I have ever seen and I know I've only known you for a short stint but wow you know like that is scary being across the world by yourself in I would classify it as like a third world country right like it's not Give or take, yeah. yeah yeah it's not easy to access everything that we have today when you're alone scary as yeah. hell um and to go through all of that 
again and again and again. I mean, it is, it's mental, physical, everything in between. And it's, it's a process of like recovering and breathing and, you know, resetting after Mm -hmm. all of that happened. And I know you needed that time too. When we got back, it was just boom to the next trip, you know? Yeah. And I think that was like the hardest thing with so many people saying, how was it? How was it? How was it? And still, how was it? How was it? Is I'm still... I think fully processing the entire thing and it's still very hard for me to talk about because of those bad times but there was so many good times too and one thing I will say was I get this realization a lot when I travel but it's this beauty of immersing yourself in a culture learning so much about it and also learning how lucky and blessed you are Mm -hmm. and I have never felt so blessed to be home and to have good food and good water the fact that over there I couldn't have regular drinking water I had to buy bottled water because of this bali belly I had to think always about the food if this could have been washed in water I can't eat it so that limited a lot of my nutrition while I was away I was eating a lot of chicken fried rice and I never want to look at it again ever I don't look at eggs because eggs unfortunately were what gave me the food poisoning and I guess long story short of why I'm so grateful to be here on top of all that is just like we are so blessed in America and I think we don't realize that a lot yeah we really take advantage of the ability to just go see a friend easily it is so hard over there to get from one place to the next. You have to have a motorbike or you have to walk and walk a good distance or go by boat if you live on another island. And that's something I think we take for granted a lot over here. But something else is just the ease of like making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, you told me about this. My tourist driver over there said how hard it was during COVID where, you know, a lot of us over here lost our jobs and had a really hard time, but over there they rely on tourists to come mm-hmm. and when the COVID hit and we didn't go they call it the COVID like the COVID was like the hardest point of our lives because we couldn't feed ourselves we couldn't feed our yeah. kids you know money's everything and we had no way of making money because tourists weren't coming and so that really made me realize how lucky I am uh, but also just this also you know, beautiful moment of spending time with the people you love so much and also to immerse yourself in any culture you're in because here's one thing that you'll realize or that I realize that a lot of people don't realize and I, I'm glad I have is that when you are somewhere, no matter where you are, that time will end and you don't know if you're ever going to be back there in that exact moment ever again in your life. So think about the next time you are going through something hard. You're running 50 miles. You have a tough presentation for a new promotion you want. You have a retreat you're running. You have an awesome hike with your mom. You have time with your dog that's sick or your grandparents. Spend every moment you can doing the things you love and with the people you love because you will not have that moment in time ever again. Yeah. And something my uh, travel guide said to me, which was I started crying. He started crying. We spent two days together at the end of the trip, and he dropped me off at the airport, and I gave him a hug, and he goes, see you in another lifetime. And I go, I hope so, because I don't know if I'll ever be back there. I don't yeah. know if I'll ever be back there with him in that moment. 
but I will recommend him to everyone. His name is Maday, and I will link him below on Instagram. Please, or actually, I'll put his WhatsApp phone number. If you are in Bali, please, please call him. He's an amazing person, amazing travel driver, and he has kids he supports that are literally in kindergarten, and they're so cute, and you should definitely, definitely, definitely go spend time with him. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of other things in Bali too. I yeah. feel like I could talk about like there's a healing ceremony I went to and stuff too. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear kind of what you're saying. Thank you guys for joining. We'll see you for part two on Friday.